Kane knows what it did. Yeah. Well, I mean, what it did was be redundant after C, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Someone who's got a C and a K in his name that did the same thing. I've always, I was mocked once for trying to lose the K in my name after I after I moved to California and I buckled the pressure and I wish I would have stuck through and been N I C because that's way cooler. It is. C C C is thick, thick Nick. Yeah. One word to describe me. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team you didn't of hear this scientists already. commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time likely. in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Hey, it's Stab. Oh, the thunderous applause. I can only imagine it because it's not here. Uh, let's meet tonight's panelists. Our first guest runs a nonprofit organization that helps to teach local fish how to hate beat poetry. He's the host of the Barley and Me podcast. It's Ben Rice. Hello, everybody. Thanks hey. for joining us. Uh, second panelist is a part-time paranormal investigator, a full-time skeptic. She's an amazing stand-up comedian who recently has been filling her Instagram with painfully delicious-looking creations. It's Jacqueline Wyatt! Howdy, y'all! Hey. And our third panelist built a backyard pizza oven out of shards of all things considered and morning edition coffee mugs left over from pledge drives. <laughs> and he's the host of Hey Listen, Saturdays at 3 p.m. on Capital Public Radio. It's Nick Bruner. Hello, everybody. And I am your host... Um, Jesse Jones, if you plan to travel with me outside of the United States, you will need an aftermarket adapter. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Let's get to know uh, today's panel a little, uh, a little more in depth and with some actual factual facts about them. Um, Sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> moving uh, closest to me to farthest, Ben Rice. Hey, hi, how are you? So good, Jesse. Lovely to see you. Oh, lovely to see you, Benjamin. How's things? Oh, you know, it's the worst ever. It is. You're yeah. not wrong. <clears throat> how are how are you doing in this new um, terrible time Great that we live in? <laughs> oh, uh, oh, how am I doing? How are you doing? Uh, stir, stir crazy, stir sure. crazy, unhappy, yeah. and miserable. Cool. Let's keep this rolling. Uh, how's Barley yeah. and me doing? <laughs> what was the question? It how's, cut out. How's Barley and me doing, Ben? Worse than ever, Jesse. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> it has been deemed expendable by every podcast listener across this great nation. Well, then, <laughs> then Stab is in good company. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can still check out Barley and Me on all the the venues where one might find things to listen to. Um, so check it out. Always a good time. Thanks for joining us, Ben. Yeah. Jacqueline, how are you? Hey. Uh, terrible. Good, 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 good. Yeah. yeah. Good. No, I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. It's just fine. Um... Uh, I have been, uh, don't think it's gone unnoticed, uh, have been seeing all of the wonderful nonsense you've been uh, creating at home. Uh, yeah, you can just make ice cream, turns out. Yeah. 
I mean, they'll let <laughs> no you. No laws yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that turned out well? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think yeah. that's I think, pretty much all I got going on right now. Well, that's is it, is it as bad to find rock salt as it sounds, or is it is it pretty easy? What was the question? Is it as hard to find rock salt as I think it is, or is that just is it just that common? I got a bowl that freezes. It's uh, very yeah. It's for total amateur ice cream makers <laughs> like myself. I'm so embarrassed. I think that sounds good for you without having to mine ore or whatever it takes to do that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of mineral extraction that goes into ice cream making back in the 1800s. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's still a technique used today. Um, all right, well, thanks for joining us, Jacqueline. Nick Bruner, Capital Public Radio's Nick Bruner, how are you? Hi, Jesse. Uh, it's really nice to be back and to be able to hang out even virtually with uh, all y'all people who aren't my coworkers. So, yeah. yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unlike, unlike NPR, the three of you are able to say things that are that, that, that vary. Like, you don't only say pandemic, you don't only say COVID, you don't only say President Trump. And that's all. I've been locked in a soundproof room with that. They, Since they've been saying President Trump? <laughs> they use the word yeah. president next to that word? I, I got some news for you, buddy. <laughs> there are people that do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not mine. I, I suppose they're supposed to be professional when they're on the air. It kind of mm -hmm. makes sense, I guess. Mm. I try as hard as I can not to say any of those in any context ever, just because <laughs> uh, life is sad enough as it is. Um, and you know, on that stirring endorsement of uh, all things terrible, let's start the show. <laughs> yeah, new production, you're goddamn right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alright, we're starting off, you know, like we always start off, Stab, it's reorganization. <clears throat> Please take the following acronym and reimagine it. Who or what might it now represent? Let's start things off uh, feeling attacked. Uh, <laughs> we're not already not already sad enough. Um, we all know there's pretty much an acronym for everything, but did you know there's one that'll make you feel even worse about yourself than you already do? Well, there is, and it's LOPSOD, L-O-P-S-O-D. Long on promises, short on delivery. That's nice. <laughs> You know what? Well, how about fuck you too, you mean little shorthand? But how about we forget how the whole thing about sticks, stones, and words never hurting us was just a big dumb schoolyard lie, and let's see who or what else we might be able to make LOPSOD, L-O-P-S-O-D, stand for or represent. Ben Rice, what is your LOPSOD, L-O-P-S-O-D? Thank you, Jesse. Uh, as a newly minted homeowner, Ooh. I buried the lead earlier. I plan to lopsod all over my new property. Just toss it there, toss it here, nudge it with my foot a letter, little, and let God sort it out. I'll be the bane and envy of everyone on the block. Oh, what you got there? A lawn properly maintained for years through all kinds of miracle grow and endless weekend hours and a precision watering system, a little roller cutter and the best riding lawn mower known to man. Sure, that sounds fun. Maybe even relaxing if that's your thing. But have you tried maintaining your lawn using the lopsod method? It's easy. 
All you need is lawn, ornaments, performing, sods, original duties. <laughs> it's everything you get out of your lawn with no upkeep. Green grass from a distance. Do army men really look that different? A little veggie garden? If you use the pieces of your broken lawn chair just right, it makes a beautiful frame. <laughs> Toss some of those bullshit glass fruits from your mom's kitchen table and they're in blammo. A carefree, beautiful lawn that's season-proof, weatherproof, and taste-proof. <laughs> Use the lopsod method and you'll be what every local homeowners associate calls the association's creativity king of the year, <laughs> or tacky for short. <laughs> <laughs> ben Rice, Lopsod. Now I just I I can see, I can like across the street. I can see a lawn made entirely of uh, army men. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> pretty great. Just don't get close enough, and it's fine. It'll yeah, look great. Nobody needs to know. No, get off my lawn. It will hurt. <laughs> uh, oh, Stephen chiming in. No rust on Ben. <laughs> Thank you, Steven. <laughs> mid-season, mid-season form. <laughs> I've been working out in the bubble. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> bubble Ben. All right. <laughs> All right. Jacqueline. Lopsod. What's it mean to you? Hey, bud. Is this your first time at this here dog park? Nice to meet you. I'm Titty Loving Tony. But for sure, you can just go ahead and call me Titty. Yeah, everything there is to know about this dog park, I know it. The ins, the outs, the water fountains. <laughs> speaking of then their water fountains, steer clear of them. That's where the homosexuals gather. Uh, look. I got nothing against the lifestyle. That's your own business. I mean, between you and me, when I see two guys like that together, I think, you know, which one of them is the man and which is the one that has the titties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just twisting your nip. No, but seriously, amigo, they are exceptionally aggressive. A lot of pushy sodomites over there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Titty Love and Tony. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> A lot of pushy sodomites over there. Uh, Lopsod, naturally. <clears throat> I, I mean, how did I not see that one just sitting there on the tee? Uh, <laughs> Nick Bruner. Um, LOP. SOD. Yeah, well, I, way to go, Ben and uh, and Jacqueline. I started with a lot less material for number one than they did, so it's a, it's it's far more like 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 any good beat poet starting out at an open mic. I went way too political. <laughs> uh, so lopsod. I was just looking at this and I was just thinking, just imagine terrible bongos behind me, limp, old, pale, sorry, orange dictator. Yeah, that's right. What we've been living with for three years, my friends. I went there. I'm starting to think that maybe, just maybe, the president isn't a particularly nice guy, and I really wanted to stick it to him with this one. Whoa. So I'm sure he's quaking in his boots. 
for the lopsided, as the limp old pale sorry orange dictated. <laughs> now please, lots of snaps, tip your weight staff, kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's not lying about how much time he spends at NPR. (laughs) (laughs) Just right out of the gate, going with what you know. (laughs) Nick Bruner. Lopsod. All right. Um, (laughs) I can't read all of your comments, Stephen. It's it's just, they're all just too many hot zingers. Uh, (laughs) All right, I'll read it. I'll read this one. Uh, Jacqueline saved Stephen coming through. <laughs> Jacqueline saved some leftover ice cream salt for Stan. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's. Uh, uh, all right. This is the last one. You get one line for each of the <laughs> the panelists in the first round. Uh, Nick found some hidden gems under that tote bag pile. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, we got a fourth panelist at home, apparently. All right, let's <laughs> second <laughs> second segment tonight. Uh, trying something new. I'm trying to roll out some new segments in each of the, the the new show shows going forward for a while. You know, until I stop running out of ideas. It's bathroom wall. Uh, please have given me, or please give me now. Uh, please have written and give me now three pieces of graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> crude carvings, sharpie drawings, or whatever other stall defilement or defacement you might find in the bathroom of the following place. This week, each of you give me three pieces from the bathroom walls of Avengers Tower. We'll start, uh, same order, uh, one a piece, one at a time. Ben, your first piece of graffiti or something from uh, the bathroom walls of Avengers Tower. First of all, Avengers, thank you for letting me into your hollow grounds. <laughs> Uh, so I went to use your bathroom because I got to do the twosies. Uh, so as I turn, here's the thing. I do it standing up and dropping it down. All right. So as I turn to lift the lid to take a dribbly piss underneath the seat, I saw a drawing of Captain America's sweet hiney with the caption, that's America's ass. <laughs> but then right next to it was a drawing of the state of California. Mm-hmm. We all know that Avengers are East Coasters. Sure. And uh, the East Coast elites. Uh, and then the, right there on the drawing of California, there's the words, that's America's asshole, uh, right next to a dot demarking Bakersfield. <laughs> all right. And that's your first one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> it's, a new, it's a new segment. This can go however the fuck we decide. Uh, Jacqueline. Uh, your first of three things found uh, on the walls of the bathroom in Avengers Tower. Call 689-3483 for a good avenging. (laughs) (laughs) 689. I missed the other four numbers. I'll get it. I've got a recording. Uh, (laughs) Nick Bruner, uh, Avengers Wall Graffiti. First of all, I have to disagree with Ben's character from the first one. Uh, when I was a child, I had a subscription to Avengers West Coast, and that was the best coast of Avengers. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, number one on the list. Well, who is it? Oh, I'll come down the list, but Mockingbird and uh, okay. Iron Man for a little while and War Machine. Yeah. After that, he left and U.S. Agent, Poor Man's Captain America. That's true. Um, 
But back to the business <laughs> at hand here. Uh, first, and thank you, Jesse. This is so goddamn nerdy, even at this late date where superheroes are omnipresent. Yeah. Everyone's mileage is going to vary. Uh, <laughs> number one, for a not-so-giant time, call Ant-Man. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm liking how this is going. Maybe we'll keep it. Uh, ben, your second through ninth piece. Oh, this one's great. <laughs> I'm setting the seat. That's fine. I'm just yeah, you gotta draw. I gotta. All right. I assumed we were doing these in order, uh, straight through, but apparently not. So I gotta reset. Oh. All right. So just, just on the wall, just up and to the left of that was a perfectly scripted, more like ironic man. <laughs> And then right next to that mm -hmm. was get a life, Rogers, because it was clearly Captain America who was awful at that kind of stuff. Am I explaining jokes too much? Sorry, they were written by a guy who's been lying dormant for several years and is kind of behind on how things work in the comedy field. <laughs> wow. Picking apart Steve Rogers' timing. Uh. <laughs> and my own. <laughs> Jacqueline, your second piece. <clears throat> Avenger, I hardly know her. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick, your second piece of graffiti found in the bathroom of Avengers Tower. Go. This one is a little bit more just a, it's more conceptual. Um, I was just imagining a, a sketch of the vision as a vibrator. <laughs> Maybe like the Scarlet Witch was like holding it up triumphantly over her head or something like that. Mm. You call it like the Vibravish or Bald <laughs> Betty or something like that. Oh. That was horny, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Ball Betty. I got it. I, I see what you did there. <laughs> put put some vis in your vag. All right. Uh, <laughs> Ben Rice, your third uh, tasteful piece in this journey um, uh, through the bathroom of Avengers Tower. As I was leaving, I noticed one of the stalls had no door, so I peeked inside to see what was up with that, and what I observed was a toilet just overrun with shit. Just overrun. And above the flies, circling it, was the phrase, Avenge This! <laughs> Signed simply, Hulk! And then there was a scribble of the Incredible Hulk laughing hella hard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this, uh, this, <laughs> this weird um, <laughs> Catskills visitor, uh, originally written by Stan Lee in 1973. Jacqueline, your final uh, Avengers bathroom wall scribble. Here I sit, broken-hearted, tried to avenge, but only farted. <laughs> it's the simplicity of it all. Uh, <laughs> don't overthink it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nick. Never. <laughs> your, your final Avengers uh, toilet scribble. Number three, all caps, Hawkeye's a cook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that is our first try at uh, bathroom wall. I think that worked. 
Uh, on to segment three already? Yeah, I know. Um, but that means we're, we've still got three-fifths of the show to go. Don't be sad. Aw. Okay. Um, <laughs> versus v versus. Uh, trotting it out because it's fun. Fights. They happen. And we as stupid human animals love to watch them. Even more than that, though, we like to imagine other fights that ain't never even ever done happened and how they might turn out. <clears throat> so with that in mind, why don't you explain to me what would happen in a fight between these things, who would win, how, and why. Ben Rice, just uh, lobbing this one in underhand. <laughs> who would win uh, in a fight between a logger versus a stout versus a glass of fetid pond water? I know you want me to wax rhapsodic about <laughs> beer because I have that esteemed beer podcast called Barley and Me, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be that Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and various aggregator sites. Yeah. And I know that you know that I have been doing this thing during the pandemic called Chugs for Charity. as hashtag Chugs, the number four charity, mm -hmm. via my social media, which is at Barley and Me Pod, where I raise money <laughs> for service industry workers, teachers, students, and performing arts theaters like STAB to help them through this troubling time. It's true. Uh, so when I was doing that, I was chugging barrel-aged stouts from my beer cellar and icy cold, local, dry-hopped, flavorful <laughs> lagers and asking viewers to donate to these awesome causes, which you can do via my Venmo, which is at Comedian Ben Rice, or my PayPal, which is again at Barley and Me Pod, <laughs> and 100% of your donations will go to the charity of the week that used to be semi-daily, but it got irresponsible to do that. Um, and that has slowly over time as this thing has gone on for five fucking months. <laughs> yeah. uh, it has slowly morphed into asking for donations for social justice causes. Mm -hmm. And I started to chug a lot of these black is beautiful stouts. These are an imperial stout uh, brewed by over 1,000 breweries uh, worldwide, where funds raised go to support breweries, local area social justice causes. And uh, so I just say, this is the brew that made it. This is their cause. I'm going to donate to that this week. Very cool. And uh, fun fact, the Black is Beautiful Base Beer, an imperial stout, was created by a brewer who's actually from the Sacramento area, but who's the head brewer and co-owner of Weathered Souls Brewing in San Antonio. I don't know why I told you all that. You already knew it. <laughs> and here I am drinking one from Crooked Lane right now, uh, where I run shows every winter. Delish. <laughs> so I know you know all that. What you didn't know, Jesse, is that I fucking love the word fetid. <laughs> like, I who love it so much. So yeah, as good as loggers are on a hot summer day, and as much as stouts are wonderful over an open fire to numb the pain of a recent breakup, shout out to 2010 Deschutes Abyss! <laughs> a glass of fetid pod water is gonna win, because if you drink that shit, it'll make you sick. <laughs> If you brew with that stuff, the brewing process will get rid of all the microbes that could make you sick. But we still know what went in there, so we're going to feel a little queasy just because, you know, you know it's there. Sure. Fun fact, I just remembered this one. Did you know Sudwork, a brewery in Davis, California, actually brewed a beer with nasty UC Davis pond water once for science? Oh. Just to prove what I just said was true. <laughs> and uh, guess what? It was true. And... Uh, I might, I might know, I might know too much uh, about about this stuff, so I'm sorry. Anyway, if you want to dispute that fetid pond water is the winner, fucking do it, bro. 
write an angry review of Barley Me Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Slam me on my social media account. So again, is that Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Barley and Me Pod, or send me a strongly worded email challenging me to a duel, or meet me at your favorite brewery. We can hash it out right after I interview their head brewer owner and a much more interesting beer-loving creative type by emailing me at barleymepodcast at gmail.com or the more in line with the fact of all my social media, barleymepod at gmail.com. I fucking dare ya! <clears throat> so, pond water. Uh... <laughs> Um, It's going to seem real redundant when I ask for your uh, plugs at the end of the show. So (laughs) We'll forget by then. This is only the halfway point of the show. Ben Rice, who would win in a fight between a lager, a stout, and a glass of fetid pond water? Jacqueline Wyan, you've got a toughie. Who would win (laughs) in a bout between a burlap sack full of cinder blocks versus... A 12-year-old girl with gum in her hair. Well, these opponents are somewhat evenly matched, as they are similarly ungainly. 12-year-old girl with gum in her hair is the clear fan favorite, mostly on account of her wildly unpredictable ferocity. However, it's the burlap sack full of cinder blocks that comes out on top through its deceptive tact of deceit. To the untrained 12-year-old eye, it appears merely as a sack made of burlap, sand cinder blocks. But once kicked with all the might of adolescent rage, its true content is revealed and toes are broken. A big win for sacks everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Big win for sacks. Jacqueline Wyand. (laughs) Uh, Burlap sack full of cinder blocks versus a 12-year-old girl with gum in her hair. Nick Bruner. <clears throat> Him. Sorry about that. Nick Bruner. Uh, who would win? Oh, this age-old contest. Couple of titans. It's a clash. Fit for the ages. It's MapQuest versus Classmates.com. Glad you asked, Jesse. <laughs> MapQuest all of the way. And I already understand where you're going to go with this because there's the age difference, right? Classmates.com, founded in 1995. Mm-hmm. And MapQuest's origins, yes, go all the way back, I was astonished to find, to 1967. Wow. Mm. But, true facts, I'm not quite sure exactly where like, the, it became a website later, apparently. apparently. But, despite that age difference, you might also remember the age difference between one George Foreman, who was 25, when he fought the then 32-year-old Muhammad Ali during the Rumble in the Jungle. And just like Ali, MapQuest knew how to adopt the rope-a-dope of the internet age for one simple reason. That is, you go to all the trouble to plan a completely innocent catch-up with your junior year prom date who deep down inside their heart absolutely hasn't moved on and they're going to feel that fire rage to life inside of them the moment they see you, which you plan on classmates.com, of course. Mm How are you going to get there, Jesse? How are you going to find their house? I don't know. going to use that yellowed, out of shape, foldy ass map from the Casey's General Store from Milledgeville, Illinois I got in 1997? No. <laughs> you got to Alta Vista that map quest directions to their house. Knockout, no rematch. <laughs> oh, huh? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and I've never watched boxing in my life. <laughs> There it is. There it is. 
MapQuest <laughs> versus classmates.com. Clear winner. Um, I I can't say for sure, but I want to... I'm, I'm, I'm like 60% confident I still have some, uh, some MapQuest printouts in uh, the backseat of one of my cars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was the only way to go. Uh, all right, mm-hmm. on to segment four. Oh, all right. Well, this sounds right up everybody's alley, uh, given how we started uh, hating absolutely everything in life to start the show. It's right an angry poem. Uh, express yourselves through pretty anger. Please write an angry poem about the following subjects. Ben Rice, write an angry poem about robots that don't have laser eyes. Yes, I will do so. Uh, <laughs> this, this is called Haiku Activate. <laughs> Uncanny Valley. Unblinking non-human thing. Unbreak my heart. <laughs> but the best new science strips you of your sense of self. Worthless in foreplay. Give me two glowing orbs intent on death and I'll pledge my life to you. There's a lot of haiku. <laughs> Three haiku. Yeah. Go. Angry. <laughs> Angry poem about robots that don't have laser eyes. Some bullshit. Uh, Jacqueline, somehow summon up some anger about fresh baked bread and a nice minty tea. Have a seat, bread and tea. Let us chat for a bit. The toaster oven told me you were talking some shit. Whispers to each other in hallways unlit. As a wife and a mother, you say I'm unfit? What business of yours is it how I conduct myself behind closed doors? It was a marriage so fucked. I'm a cuck to his truck. Did you two know he even named it Chuck? The man is delusional, and yet here I'm stuck defending myself to a loaf and a cup. <laughs> Jacqueline Wyan, angry poem. About a fresh baked, fresh baked bread and a nice minty tea. <laughs> that was so much sadder than I imagined it was going to be. <laughs> Just railing to this bread and tea. Uh, Nick Bruner, <clears throat> we are going to plow through this poem segment right quick. Um, write an angry poem about that gross thing over there. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> who did who did this? Hey, hang on. <laughs> God damn it! This is a community. I'm trying to sell oil paintings of a naked, shitting Chuck Schumer to men who insist on remaining anonymous, and this is disruptive. <laughs> Someone needs to clean this up. Is all I'm saying. Oh, hey, oh. <laughs> Those poems were faster than I expected. There we are. <laughs> Nick Bruner. Angry poem about that gross thing over there. And that brings us just like that to segment five. Oh, I know. Last segment it's of the, the evening. final segment. <laughs> oh, shit. Now I got to commission that. 
It's Department of Tourism. It's a fan favorite. Um, so tourism isn't a real great racket to be involved in right now, but uh, congratulations! You've been hired as the tourism directors of the following places. Please make us want to come visit or live in them. Ben Rice, make us want to visit the faraway islands of potty humor. Seamen! <laughs> Come close and I'll tell ye a tale about the faraway islands of potty humor. Closer. Closer now. Closer. Closer. <laughs> ben Rice. <laughs> With Department of, Tour Department of Tourism. Uh, the Faraway Islands. Of potty humor. Um, yeah. That could have been one word. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one would have faulted you if you had stopped right there. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Um, oh, yeah. This is what I did last time, and this is what I'm going to keep doing. Ben Rice, uh, how can... <laughs> However, might however might anyone find uh, Ben Rice and what he's up to right now? Yeah, yeah uh, the, the things I mentioned earlier. But if you are really desperate for more Ben Rice content, that's very minimal. I also have that comedian Twitter, comedian Ben Rice. No. And Facebook, just uh, you know, find me on there. I look like this or whatever. <laughs> I sound like this also digitally. <laughs> So just uh, search. Just find a person who looks like they sound like this and yeah. with the name Ben Rice, and you've, you've got it. Search for Ben Rice. If it looks generally like this, that's probably him. Follow that. Like, like the sounds. Like the sounds for the audio people yeah. that are listening or, to the Or like it sounds. Yeah. You could probably imagine yeah. how Ben Rice sounds or yeah. how, how he looks based on how he sounds. Looks based on. You got uh, it. Like, like 7 2, uh, swole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cut. Just super cut. Just chizzed. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Ben. Jacqueline. Jacqueline Wyan. Uh, Department of Tourism. <clears throat> uh, entice us to visit Mamsylvania. <laughs> Mamsylvania. Mamsylvania, where the titties swing free. <laughs> Mamsylvania, we all sit when we pee. Mamsylvania, only ladies only. For mams like you and me. Hello. I'm a friend of your mother's who you do not find sexually intimidating. And I'm the mayor of Mamsylvania, a suburban utopia created for, well, <laughs> mams. Enjoy the luxuries our town has to offer. Take the Mam Valley wine train or visit one of our many Target stores. Try to come out of the store with just the one thing you actually needed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Also, we have a TJ Maxx and a Ross. 
<laughs> so go ahead, indulge yourself in the finest luxury the upper middle class tax bracket has to offer and come visit our little slice of heaven today. Ma'am Sylvania, it's the mammest around. Ma'am Sylvania, menopausal and proud. Ma'am Sylvania, turn that frown upside down. Staying in Ram Town now. <laughs> 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 Jacqueline Wyan, Ma'am Sylvania, and uh, the cameo made by Corey Berenger's torso. Uh, <laughs> Jacqueline, uh, where 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 might people find you doing uh, things Jacqueline style? You can add me on Instagram at Jacqueline Wyand, and that's pretty much it. There you go. Simple enough. Take a look at that ice cream, y'all. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jacqueline. Uh, and uh, uh, Nick, since uh, we like ending on a punch, um, before we get to you, uh, how might people uh, follow uh, and find and enjoy Nick Bruner in the world? Um, well, if you want to get in touch with me, you can all, you're always welcome to. I am a public radio host, and you are the public. So feel free to send me an email, and I'm required to respond. Um, you can find me on all the social media accounts that count. Uh, I'm at Public Radio Nick, yep. Twitter and Instagram specifically. I, I ditched Facebook a while back. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Good call. I, I wish I could make myself do that. Um, Feels good. I'm, I'm sure it does. Um, uh, all right. So, Nick Bruner, uh, let's take us out of this episode of the Stab Show. With your Department of Tourism, uh, make us want to uh, put down roots in Tractor Pullopolis. <laughs> Prometheus and the Theft of Fire. The abduction <laughs> of Persephone by Hades, Lord of the Underworld. The tragedy of Icarus who flew too close to the sun. Grecian myth that looms larger than life now adds a new fable to its storied history when you visit Tractoropolis. <laughs> Come to this newly undiscovered marvel and discover civilization, though ancient, somehow ahead of its time in civics, sport, and cuisine. Cafes to corner stores, your time in Tractoropolis, Tractorpolopolis will act as a Pandora's box of gastronomic wonder. Fried meats, fried Mars bars, fried Coca-Cola, and elephant ears. But don't take my word for it. Ask the city's head of tourism on what makes the region's appeal so enchanting. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, can't do much right now. I mean, you know, try to do something. city's just going to find you. <laughs> Legend holds that tractor that tractor Pelopolis was the site of sporting events meant to bring glory to the ancient Demolitius Derbius Greek god of fucking shit up boss Archaeologists have placed the age of the city somewhere between the Paleozoic era and around the last season of the Dukes of Hazzard Sure not lost from the earth entirely, a crack team of historians and musicologists have uncovered an astonishingly rare recording of what is believed to be the Tractorpolopolis National Anthem. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> the three sisters of fate have seen it spun in the thread of your life. The wonder, the majesty, the impossible lack of reading material of Tractor Polopolis. Opolis. 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 Nick Bruner. Tractor Polopolis. And that's Stab. There's Barley and me. It's a beer podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. You can catch new episodes of Stab streaming live every Thursday night at 8 p.m. on Stab Comedy Theater TV for the foreseeable future. And if you'd like to listen to our catalog of back episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser, and most importantly, Podknife. Uh, take one listen. Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be back next week. Until then, don't do that one thing. You know the one. Uh, and thanks for listening. Ben Rice, Corey Berenger, Nick Bruner. Wonderful as always. What about Jacqueline? Jacqueline. Oh. Corey Berenger's torso. That's Dab. <laughs>